When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. And this is Emma Sasek's interview with the writer and director for Bottoms, Emma Seligman. Followed by Dan Baer's interviews with the film's stunt coordinator, Devin McNair, and the film's cinematographer, Maria Ruscha. Could the ugly, untalented gays please report to the principal's office? Guess that's you guys. Tonight is our night. We're getting the cooch. I'm gonna talk to Brittany. You can say hi to Isabel. What would I say? Hey, girl, how's your boyfriend? How's his penis? I'm gonna expel you both for committing a crime against Jeff. Get out of the car. You can't tell me what to do. Get out of the freaking car. We were just practicing for a self-defense club. So it's like a fight club? Yes. Just stay in your lane until you're munching Beaver at Wesleyan. Yes, sir. Hello, other Emma. Hi, <laughs> other Emma. <laughs> nice to meet you as well. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to to talk with you about this <laughs> crazy, ridiculous, hilarious film. It brought me it brought me a lot of joy in a moment when I really oh, needed it. <laughs> I um. Thank you. Yes, of course. I mean, I feel like you are absolutely two for two in the two feature films that you've directed so far. Um, I've, you know, spoken with a lot of different people who have seen the movies and they both really enjoy it, too. And I mean, I just I need to know, where do you get these ideas from? Um, Honestly, just like a hunger to want to see yourself like in different genres that you love growing up um or you loved growing up I mean Shiva Baby was much more personal this was just like total absurdity and 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 wanting to you know create like a a raunchy comedy I could have seen in high school right and of course like a female fight club take I mean the ladies (laughs) the women deserve something like that to get their anger out into the world (laughs) I think so I think so I'm craving that for sure and I'm too lazy (laughs) to go to a boxing class so yeah this is what we get as a result (laughs) I know that you and I are pretty much the same age um I was actually looking to see when you were born and everything but um was it fun to kind of dive back into that high school world for this movie and I don't know either go through some weird feelings that you might have had at the time or you know just kind of relive those memories what was it like to step back into the past a little bit I think it was like freeing because you know when you're in high school most of the time you're pretty selfish and hormonal and and flawed and um I think it felt freeing to sort of 
pull, like tell a story with characters that are totally going off their instincts and, you know, thinking about themselves first and um, are going about their goals very brazenly, but also with deep insecurities. Um, so, uh, you know, I enjoyed that. I felt like I sort of was placing myself back in that innocent time a little bit, but also like deeply <laughs> traumatizing and, and hormonal time as well that I'm happy to be out of. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's a time when all of us are kind of like just wondering and thinking about partners, people we like. Obviously, that's a pretty big theme and part of this movie too, and and very much so with Shiva Baby too. How would you say that you try to approach uh, that topic and that subject, especially from uh, the female point of view and the many different uh emotions and experiences that women of all all sorts might be experiencing when it comes to love and relationships totally um I think just like not second guessing your own perspective I think that that's like the only thing you can do as a, a creator or storyteller is just tell from your perspective and and not try to think too hard about what are people going to think about this being a female you know romance or being a queer story about desire or whatever it is. Um, I think that like it inherently will have a female perspective because I am female and that sort of just trusting your gut with that, you know, writing characters that you can relate to when it comes to their desires and their insecurities and their, their hopes and, and, um, you know, their crushes and, and all of those things. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, we're very complex creatures <laughs> to say. <the> least. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that part is tricky. Cause you're like, I feel like, but when you're working with other women, everyone is on the same page. You know what yeah. I mean? There's no, like, so what she wants this, but she's going after this instead. And you're, you know what I mean? It, it's nice when you have a bunch of other people around you who are like, yeah, they're codependent, but also jealous of each other, but it's complicated. You know what I mean? But they also like each other, um, right. et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> I know that you, um, you and Rachel have collaborated on these first two feature films together. I know in the past too, with the short film, Shiva Baby, what is the relationship like each time you two get to come together? And I know in, with this film in particular, it was in a number of different capacities with producing and writing and acting, all of those things come together. Totally. I mean, it felt really organic just because we've never, from the time we met each other, we've never not worked with each other because mm -hmm. we started writing this movie when we met each other, um, when we did the short film for Shiva Baby. So it's evolved in our, our sort of, the ways in which we helped each other and supported each other on bottoms was definitely different than like the short film for Shiva Baby, but it also hasn't really changed in a lot of ways as well. Like we, I feel like we're sort of this growing and maturing, um, you know, uh, sort of like one thing <laughs> that is, you know, we one. <laughs> yeah, we are one together. Um, it's, it's hard to step back and, and be like, how does it feel different? But I think that, you know, I'm very proud of Rachel and how much she's accomplished. And I, th I think she's proud of me as well. So I think that we've learned, you know, how to best play our roles um, and, and to support each other when needed and, and step back when needed and, and let each other do our thing as well. Mm -hmm. So refreshing, like healthy adult <laughs> relationships, right? <laughs> so different. It is, but it takes work, you know, yeah. like it's, it's, 
takes a lot of communication, which again, women are historically maybe a little bit better at, but it takes a lot of like, okay, I need this or now I don't need this. And, or like, okay, I'm getting a little too much of this from you right now, you know, um, but it's very helpful and it helps you then learn how to communicate with everybody else that you're working with. Yeah. And I feel like if you have somebody in your life who you can so freely chat with and admit when things are too much or too little, I feel like that's a good person to have in your corner, whether it's personal or professional with which totally. was, it seems like with both of you here. <laughs> yes, definitely. And then of course, I mean, you've looped in a lot of really cool people for this movie too. I mean, Ayo Edibiri is literally in everything at this point and she was such a delight in this movie. I'm sure that it was just hard to keep a straight face anytime uh, she was on screen, uh, screen with Rachel. I mean, how... Yes. Like how, how do you describe like working with everybody on this film? Marshawn Lynch. I mean, never thought I'd see him in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was an, it was a, an embarrassment of riches. It was like, I mean, you know, I'm very, I'm very blessed with the cast that we got. I think that everyone brought their own skills and talents and professionalism to the table. Io is an incredible improviser and so dropped in as well into her character and, and understanding what Josie wants and what she needs and how she's feeling in each scene and how she's feeling about the other characters. She prep prepares very intensely and she she truly there's so much on the cutting room floor from both her and Rachel. And you know that it's a blessing to be able to work with people who've worked with each other before, who are friends, who are both very talented and especially with a, a comedy who are also comedians. Um and great writers who can understand how a scene is supposed to go. But yeah, I mean, I, it was an amazing cast and everyone was so kind and funny and understood the genre and the world and understood what I, we needed and, and weren't trying to ham it up ever. They were just like, I'm going to play this character the way that I think this character deserves to be played, which is like human, you know, even though they're saying ridiculous things, <laughs> I think that that makes the comedy way funnier. Um, mm-hmm. So we, you know, yeah, from from Havana, Kaya, and Ruby, and and Marshawn, and 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 Nick and Miles, who play the football players, like everyone understood their part, you know, and what they had to do. And I just love how everybody just totally went for it in this movie. Nothing was <laughs> held back. Like ridiculous levels were reached at one hundred at every scene, and I just know that I appreciated that. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. Yes. I mean, I'm so excited to see all of the movies that hopefully you continue to put out in the future with these great collaborators. And I'm sure many, many more. Um, and I know many others are excited for it, too. So I just want to say thank you so much for chatting with me today. <laughs> yeah, of course. Thank you. This was lovely. So nice to speak to you. Yeah, it's always great to chat with another Emma, of course. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> What's your plan here? Jeff is psychotic and they're picking on the weak and defenseless. So we teach a bunch of girls how to defend themselves. They are grateful to us. Adrenaline is flowing. Next thing you know, Isabel and Brittany are kissing us on the mouth. You can be our club advisor. You know, my mom did say I need to pick up a hobby. To our fucking fight club. Let's get it popping in this motherfucker. I want that trophy. Have a safe 
space like this, it means a lot to people. I'm gonna finally reverse stalk my stalker. Yeah, I'll be able to kill my stepdad. Awesome. Okay. You seem so supportive of women, especially the hot ones. Men need therapy. Are you cheating on me? No. I literally saw you yesterday. So nerd, I fucked your mom. Welcome everyone to the Next Best Picture podcast where we are talking with Devin McNair, the stunt coordinator for Bottoms. Devin, thank you Hi. so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you very much. I am so excited to be speaking to you about this movie. This was one of my favorites of this year's South by Southwest Festival, and I've been patiently or not so patiently waiting for everyone else to get the chance to experience it. And I'm curious how you got to work on this project and also what your reaction to this script was the first time you read it. (laughs) One of my dear friends, um, she was at first a part of it great friend of mine, Chelsea Brulin, uh, she was asked to be the stunt coordinator and couldn't make it. And then I was asked to read the script. And then I read the script again. <laughs> I was like, what did I just read? <laughs> so uh, then I had a couple of conversations uh, with, uh, yeah, then I molded over in my head. And then I had a great Zoom meeting with Emma, our director. and. She had her vision and her preciseness and what she wanted with the stunts, because um, that's how it was going to propel the, the story to go forward, um, were so exact that I just, I was nervous that I d- wasn't going to be able to deliver because it's also up to, you know, what each actress is physically capable of doing. And I hadn't met any of them yet. So I can promise her the world, but until I meet and rehearse and work with these actresses, I didn't know if I could bring what she wanted to the table. And it became pretty clear pretty quickly that these actresses were beyond talented, not only in acting, but they've got a physical um, ability to bring the the physical story to to light too. Incredible. So it was after getting to know the cast that you officially said yes or before that point? uh, That was after. I said yes after my great Zoom with uh, our director, Emma. Fantastic. And this is, I was going to ask, you know, what percentage of the stunts in the film are actually performed by the cast versus stunt people? Because there's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot. And it is all them. Um, We have one stunt double scene for... um, a pull is the right way to say it for when mm. the Tucker Hazel fight, there's this, this really huge, you know, um, shove that's superhuman. Yeah. And to be fair, we tested it with a stunt double, of course, but on the day, um, Ruby who plays Hazel did it. She did her own stunts. Wow. She did. It. Yeah. We had our stunt double there and our stunt double tested it, but then she did it. So it was almost, we're, we're close to 100%. They, all the actresses were doing their own stunts. And then for a few of the um, opposing football players, mm-hmm. um, those are stuntmen. So we had stuntmen in with the football players. Oh, so, nice. yeah. So everybody's doing their own stunts. That is 
so cool. Yeah. <laughs> me, you, you can barely see me, but um, they had me in the very first scene where they're at the fair and they have me in the background um, on a mechanical football, riding a mechanical football and getting thrown off. So and you barely see it. If you blink, you'll miss it. And thank God, because like I didn't plan on being in the film, but they threw me in. <laughs> Okay, so, I'm gonna have to look for that the next time yeah. I see it. <laughs> I mean, football, come on now! Like, it went all out. Production incredible, design, all out, all out. Insane. The production design, incredible. In this film, a group of high school girls starts a "quote unquote" self defense club or fight club. <laughs> in the words of the uh, high school principal, I, I assume that you had to do some sort of training with the actual training with the girls. Did you? How long did you get with them before the shoot to to work on this sort of stuff? It was unfortunately really quick. Um, I got a few days of just dedicated time to just do stunts 101 boot camp, you know, wow. um, we didn't, we didn't rehearse exact, you know, choreography yet. We wanted just to like get into just, this is how you punch. This is, you know, this is how you kick. And then we got, then we broke off into little pairs, but they were, and they were fantastic. They just, they really were gung ho. Um, they were sore, but they were gung ho. And then of course the goal is just to make sure nobody gets, too bruised or too hurt because not only are we doing rehearsals in the morning but they're filming at night you know oh this so, is while they were filming too yeah, we, oh my gosh yeah. it's all a blur now but it was a few days maybe a couple weeks before shooting but then we still had to go over exact fights and we were doing yeah. that we were doing that during shooting yeah wow so the, this whole cast pulling like double yeah. duty basically yeah. That's incredible. What were those rehearsals like? Because seeing the cast and Emma, you know, interacting out and about, they seem like a pretty vivacious bunch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to rein them all in sometimes is the difficult part of like, okay, like, you know, and then we've got awesome improv going on with Rachel and like every everybody's just having a blast and the comedy that's happening so organically. That was another like, quote unquote issue of look we can't do improv fights we can do improv yes. and you can improv differently each time but we got to keep the fights the same you know <laughs> um we got to keep the dance the same but the the music can change is the right way to say it yeah, yeah. it's very cool so you have this like giant scene on the football field where you have the girls and the football team and the other football team yeah. <laughs> there's so much happening and i'm curious how much of what happens uh, in that scene specifically was in the script that you had to then bring to life versus coming completely from your creative brain oh i'm going to tell you this um our director, Emma, had an exact map of how this was going to go down. Oh, wow. And, you know, that was so impressive to see. And, I mean, she knew who was going to do this and the sword and the thing. And I was just like, okay, okay, hold on. Let's just make sure every actress can do this. Usually, you know, it might be a little bit more organic of how I would work of, well, let's just see what their greatest strength is, you know, mm. but this was about, no, we want to see, you know, Annie with the sword. And it's like, oh, God. 
okay, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, she can do this. So no, it was pretty mapped out before any of us showed up on set. She had an exact vision of what she wanted and it was very impressive. So you had to go in and not only bring this vision to life, but make sure that everyone was capable and yeah. safe. <laughs> and yeah, we and- did do some previs days, which is, you know, we do pre-visual. So we bring in stunt people and we go over the fights and then we, you know, videotape it and then show our director to make sure we're all on board. That's, that is a really, um, that's a very common thing to do in the, in our business. So we did do that. We had a few days where the stunt people are like, okay, if, if so-and-so is going to grab here, then it's hard to grab that, you know, you know, things like that. So we worked out some kinks, brought it back to Emma and then, you know, she made her tweaks as well. And um, then we showed our actresses. And we're like, this is what we're doing. Let's go. <laughs> and and I assume that since she had nearly all this very mapped out, that that also included like the the camera moves and the cinematography. Yeah. So you'll know when all of that was rehearsed and ready to I- go. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. At all times, her DP, I mean, they worked, they worked very tightly together. And so they were always together making the decisions for the camera moves and um, how they wanted to show. And they, they really got into that one where the end with, you know, yes. we just see the, the football player, you know, the slow motion that they had wanted, they had wanted before minute one of the show. They knew that shot. They had already that shot was that was a non-negotiable non-negotiable incredible <laughs> how did the experience working on this one because this film is so singular can't think of another film quite like it so how did your experience working on this differ from other previous projects that you've worked on it was about knowing that Emma had such an exact vision. That was different. And then the other difference was just how collaborative and how beautiful it was to see all the actresses working together and supporting each other. Um, it was a, it was a really nice to see all that. It was, it was really great and very positive. So cool. So we're nearing the end of our time together. And I wanted to because, you know, high school movie we have to do some yearbook superlatives okay uh, for for bottoms so specifically based on your time working with them on the fight choreography who was the most improved from start to finish oh most improved huh. <laughs> I'm gonna go gosh gosh darn it 
Oh, um, I'm so sorry right now. No, um, it's okay. I'm going to say Rachel. Most of okay. Okay. Yeah. Who plays PJ. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go, because she seemed timid at first, and then she got, like, she got, uh, okay. over, got over it quick. Most improved. Mm-hmm. There we, okay. That's cool. Um, most enthusiastic. Kaya. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Most enth- she was, like, all, she was beyond gung-ho to the point where I was like, uh, I don't know about this, and she was great. <laughs> great. Awesome. Most likely to become a stunt coordinator themselves. Ruby. Ruby, who plays Hazel. Absolutely. I was, was going to say, I hope it was the one that had to do the poll. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. Ruby become a stunt coordinator. She's going to quit acting, which I don't know why she'd do because she's so fabulous. <laughs> but she's become a stunt coordinator. Yes. Incredible. Most likely to get beat up in a dark alley. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The mascot. Nay. Um, most likely to start a fight with a random person on the street. Oh, Havana. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That one that one was very quick. Yeah. She'll start shit. She'll do it. Havana awesome. Road. She'll do it. I love it. Most likely to start a food fight. Oh, back to Rachel. Definitely. Okay. And last but not least, best smack talker. Rachel. (laughs) She gets a few of them. (laughs) Yeah. That is our bottoms stunt coordinator superlatives. Thank you so much, Devin. (laughs) Um, That was so much fun and i can only imagine how much fun you guys had while working on this project um before we go what was the most memorable moment of shooting this film uh, the most memorable thing that happened on set was when we were doing our previs um, a tornado came through and um, we were on the oh football my field. god we had to stop we had to stop filming because the tornado was um coming for us so uh that to me was one of the strangest days i've ever had on set yeah yeah i can imagine i don't know if that was the answer you were looking for (laughs) just being honest as possible um Yeah. yeah and then the other memorable part of being on set is Truly, that mascot was both disturbing. I couldn't decide if I absolutely loved it or thought everybody was insane that we're all working on this movie with that mascot. I can't. (laughs) Both. Both are true. (laughs) (laughs) So I found myself um, just staring at the mascot throughout the, like, I forgot I was on set and I'm supposed to be professional as a stunt coordinator as I'm just staring. And what am I looking at? Yeah. And now I'm yeah. thinking about who got to keep that costume when the shoot was done. Someone should find out. Yes. We should find out. <laughs> Devin McNair, thank you so much. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us today. Thank you for your work on the film. So much fun. And good luck on your next your next project. Thank you. Thank you so much. We are literally at the bottom. We have nowhere to go but up. Your club is over. They deserve a shot at showing everybody how fucking cool they are. Let's go fuck up some football players. 
trophy. You created a fight club to get some coochie. Yeah, I know how to work that thing. I know y'all ain't tickling the pearl. I just don't know if you're supposed to be talking to us like that, just like as a teacher. Welcome everyone to the next Best Picture podcast where we are talking with Maria Rushi, the director of photography for Bottoms. Maria, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Very excited to talk to you about your work on this film. Um, you had previously worked with director Emma Seligman on Shiva Baby. And I'm wondering, what was your reaction like to this script when you first got it? Excellent <laughs> <laughs> question. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I knew that Rachel and Emma were working on it together around the time that we were shooting Shiva Baby. And I've known Rachel actually longer than I've known Emma. I, I shot some sketches for Rachel when we were in school and she was kind of finding her voice comedically. And so in a way, I I feel like I really understood where this the tone of this script came from because I think the satire to me really spoke to how Rachel's comedic voice has developed and mm. her kind of persona that she's developed. So I, I saw those two in conversation. And um, and I love action movies and comedies, like big budget comedies. So this was, reading the script, to be honest, was a, a total dream come true. I was psyched. <laughs> and was it like an immediate, like, yes, absolutely, I have to be part of this? <laughs> oh, of course, of course. But I, I also think that's, Emma could make anything and I would want to be a part of it because I think, you you know, you realize how finding people that you like making movies is such a difficult process and you realize how much of the success of the movie and is uh hinges on sharing taste with the people that you're working with and sharing kind of sensibility and emma and i share a lot of those things and as we've become kind of quite close friends we've you know we understand I think a lot of how we want to convey story and and so I, I think yeah I was it's it's just felt very special to collaborate with Emma again and I so I I would have said yes to anything but I guess don't tell them that <laughs> <laughs> of course not so I know that Emma has listed a whole bunch of films as inspirations for Bottoms. But for you specifically as the DP, what were the films that she was like, we want it to look kind of like this? Yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, I think the thing I love about Emma is how much they bring in different references uh, that are a bit unexpected. And so, yeah, we kind of started by talking about high school movies and and because obviously we're, where we have to set up this high school movie world and kind of follow some of the genre beats so that your the audience is kind of like lulled into that world. And for that, we you know looked at like Ferris Bueller and Grease and Ten mm-hmm. Things I Hate About You and and Bring It On was a big one. And okay. but then as we started getting more into the visual world and the arc of the film, what we kept coming back to was like we wanted to treat the girls like superheroes we wanted them to have kind of like a superhero journey and that brought us to like attack the block and kick ass kind of bridged that 
Yeah, but then, okay. but then, um, <laughs> but Very then cool. Fight, Fight Club, of course. Yeah. Um, and Kill Bill were, were big in there. And yeah, as we realized, as we started going more and more down that rabbit hole, I started to joke that I was making an action movie and the production designer was making a John Hughes movie. <laughs> and uh, I love that. <laughs> the movie kind of, yeah, meets at the center of those yeah. two. It's a, it's a great combination. What we've been waiting for, yeah, for sure. Indeed. <laughs> so I also spoke with um, uh, the stunt choreographer, Devin McNair, and she said that when she first came to the project, Emma knew exactly what all the fighting was going to look like. Uh, was that the same for how to shoot all the fight scenes, or did that end up being more of a collaborative process? Well, yeah, Emma and I really... Uh, tackled the fight, the fight, the fighting together. Um, because it's, I mean, my favorite movie is The Matrix. So I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a sucker <laughs> for like a fight sequence. What can I say? But we talked, we talked really extensively about our references for, for the fight sequences. And what we drew on was a lot of, we realized was a lot of like Brad Allen's work who did, you know, Scott Pilgrim, World yeah. Kick-Ass, and Shang-Chi. And, you know, he came, he kind of came up with um, Jackie Chan. And there's something so funny about the way that the stunts are choreographed and, like, the fighting is choreographed in those movies. And there's something really special about how a lot of the action is in a one or at least stitched together um, to feel like a winner and and what that meant to us for our girls was that it would you would feel like you're watching these literal girls kick the shit out of each other yeah. instead of being able to say like oh we're cutting around it's like it's not really them it's it's a, it's a stunt double or something like it was crucial for us to like make sure you couldn't like look away from that and we wanted the the fighting to have uh, an arc and so yeah Emma and I talked extensively about breaking down you know we we shot lists pretty intensely anyway we that's kind of just how we work but then for the fight sequences it's kind of a new experience but I encouraged Emma to kind of break down the scene break down the fight into story beats and so we ended up in Emma's office like putting post-it notes on the wall of like PJ's got to start out like feeling good in the final fight, but then starts to kind of get their ass kicked and then is kind of saved in some way by Brittany who, you know, they kind of have a moment of reconciliation and then like together the coordination of their efforts is, is what like, you know, delivers this moment in the end. And so by breaking down first the, the fight into the emotion that was meant to be conveyed at each moment, we were able to like then translate that into what the literal moves were going to be. So yeah, and then I, I you know, pre a lot of that on my viewfinder app on my phone and, and we had our editor cut it together, the same editor from Shiva Baby as well. And, and that's basically what the sequences are. Great. They they look incredible. And like you said, like 
the physical work is both awe-inspiring and hilarious because they're really doing all this <laughs> stuff and it looks great. But I, I have to ask because this movie is so hilarious. How often did you have to stop filming because the cast and or crew just couldn't stop laughing? <laughs> there were, I think one of my favorite moments was um, we <laughs> we had the in the the scene with pj and josie in the bedroom which is the opening of the film yeah um it's one of it was you know so important to establish their dynamic that's a lot of what we talked about with that scene and so we wanted them to have room to like really riff and and yeah really just show like the depth of their friendship and how funny they are together but at this point i think we had already been shooting for like a week or two and our a dolly grip our a camera dolly grip was in the room with them you know next to the dolly and he's like an older guy who's been working in new orleans forever and seeing him just like desperately trying not to crack up next to camera was so funny i was losing it it was like he cut he like couldn't he couldn't take it and he's like a pretty he's a pretty serious guy mm -hmm. um so that felt really special in terms of like seeing how it bridges uh kind of like generations and yeah. how just how funny they are together and yeah it felt really special too because I've, I've i've um you know been shooting sketches with both rachel and io since mm -hmm. they were in college and like just that kind of grounded moment together without even stunts or anything like that just it, i it felt really special just to kind of like see how far we've come yeah so but that happened often with people just really struggling to keep the laughter inside <laughs> um yeah i it definitely did especially because there's a lot of visual comedy and yeah. um there was a there's like a pretty it's ended up being kind of short in the in the final cut but the when the the girls are trying to get the cheerleaders to make out at the end and they're kind of starting to like do charades for them we let them kind of like riff on that for a while and i was uh losing my shit it was, <laughs> so some of it makes it into the blooper reel um at the end but oh my god it was, yeah it was cracking me up there they started doing the like high school musical dance um oh. and <laughs> <laughs> which i was like wow Incredible. instantly <laughs> there's like a, a five-year like gap of people who are would see that and be like oh my god <laughs> so that's that incredible. was really cracking me up yeah that's incredible <laughs> i also heard from devin the the stunt choreographer that there was a tornado on set when you were shooting uh, on the football field at the end. What was that like? Um, <laughs> though it was like the cherry on top of like just a, the crazy weather experience of New Orleans, I have to say. We kind of naively didn't realize that there's like lightning every day at 7 or 8 p.m. So we had our schedule interrupted quite a bit by by weather but our final day brought us like a lightning storm <laughs> so that was a challenge that was a bummer a bit um but yeah we i mean you know because we knew 
what we wanted and needed. I think we were able to get what we needed essentially, but those sort of, you know, you're always expecting something to kind of go wrong or to change on set. But when it's that biblical, you're sort of like, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> that, yeah. It's incredible and, and scary. Um, yeah. Scary too. So talking, think, talking about that and thinking about that, what was the most difficult scene to shoot for this film? You know, I'd actually say, I feel like it's always the case that it's like not what seems like the most difficult scene. Mm -hmm. But so for me, it was this first, the scene where they're in the gym for the fight club and PJ kind of makes her speech where she kind of like slams down the mop and, and is kind of addressing all the girls and, and I think we were just, there was a lot to balance in that scene in terms of like wanting to show the scope of the club. Like, so we didn't want everybody to kind of be grouped in one corner, but then that requires a lot more coverage. Like figuring out the blocking is so important to me. And because I think everything comes from that and it was tricky because, you know, we were thinking so much about visual comedy, about layering comedy in the, within the frame. And there's so many kind of micro moments in that scene where the popular girls come in and then Josie and Josie sees them first and, and we're having to convey that awkwardness and, and to kind of get the blocking down for that was a little bit tricky. Interesting. Um, so we are coming up on the end of our time together. And before we leave, I just, I wanted to go over because this is a high school movie. So we have to have some end of year class superlatives. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and they can be cast, crew, however, whoever was working on the movie, okay? So most quiet. Whoa, most quiet. Um, I'm like, was anybody quiet? (laughs) (laughs) That's why I asked this one. (laughs) Most quiet. In a way, Emma. Oh. In a way, Emma, which I think is, I I think speaks to their like leadership style, um, which Mm. I am obsessed with. I love that. Very Um, cool. They're not a yeller. Very cool. I like that. Class clown. Um, I, I, uh, Oh, okay. I, uh, yeah, they're um, always trying to crack people up, and they were. They're su- <laughs> they were successful at it. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> uh, most popular? Ooh. Um, I think Ruby or Havana, Hazel and, okay. um, Hazel and Isabel. Yeah. They're just, like, in different ways. There's so kind of charming and magnetic mm-hmm. best hair oh wow Ooh, that's so good probably zamani who plays annie um, oh, okay yeah i i thought she had some fun some fun hair awesome 
most likely to become a cinematographer themselves. Whoa. Okay. Actually, Marshawn Lynch. Okay. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> he um he was he was really into the camera. He was really into the camera. He was he came kind of came over to DIT where we were sitting with like some our monitors, and he was like what's happening here like really interested and then we got him on comms on on our headsets at one point which i didn't realize like i think our op a operator gave him like a headset and he's like <laughs> sitting at sitting at camera and all of a sudden i just hear like action panning left like he's like who is this who is this and like we're not rolling um <laughs> and uh so he's he, wow Watch out for him. He's a multi-hyphenate. Okay, that is very cool. <laughs> and lastly, most likely to start an underground fight club in real life. Wow. Oh, man. Me. Oh. Would... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now we yeah. know who to contact. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'll, um, I will contact me for the um, entry code. Just saying. And bring cash. <laughs> of course. Maria, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you so much for this film. And best of luck on your next project. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Emma Sassik's interview with the writer and director for Bottoms, Emma Seligman, and Dan Baer's interviews with the film stunt coordinator, Devin McNair, and the film cinematographer, Maria Ruscha, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. Bottoms will be released in select theaters on August 25th and will expand to more theaters on September 1st. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we will see you all next time. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.